0: again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Great to be back with you guys. Mike Bauman with you as always. I know I've been gone a couple of weeks. I know I've been uh, in a little bit of a hiatus, but um, it's been a busy, busy kind of crazy couple of weeks, which I will fill you in on real quick. So as you guys know, um, one of my really good friends, Ryan Waiten, and, and his now wife, Mandy, Got married up in Glen Arbor, Michigan, which I attended a little little less than two weeks ago. Um, so that was fun. It was a nice, nice little weekend getaway. They're both really good friends, really good people. I love them very, very much. You guys hear Ryan's band every single week on this podcast with the bumper music from Tropic Bombs. So if you haven't checked them out yet, please go check those guys out at Facebook.com. And then just type in Tropic Bombs and you'll find them. But its I had that. I had that going on. I've been working a little bit more leading up to that. And on top of that, my cat has been really, really going through a rough patch. My my little dude, Charlie, my dude, my bub uh I've had him since I was 13 years old, you guys. And I'm 27 now, so that's more than half my life. If you do the math, and he's just been having a rough couple of months. And it got to the point recently where he was getting sick every single day, and he had been losing weight. He's never been a big cat, but he's down about four pounds from his healthiest weight. And within the last probably five, six weeks, since the last time I took him to the vet, he lost another pound, which really freaked me out because at one point he was he's only about seven pounds right now, so he's been really weak and laying around and not really himself, and you know, in in, in animals, I I mean, I don't know how it is in in other places or whatever, but or for other people's homes, but you know, dudes like my little brother, I've had him since I was 13 years old, like I said, that's a lot of life, and he's seen me every single day, other than when I've been, you know, on little trips or vacations, you know, so I'm, I'm his world, you know what I mean, and he's pretty tight with me, so and i am with him you know so people can oh your cat Blah. well i love the little guy you know he's my furry little friend my little brother from another lover and so it's been rough to see him kind of sick and uh really sick you know what i mean and he's basically he's got a high thyroid so he overeats and uh because when you have a high thyroid from what i understand you don't know how hungry you are so you just eat more than you should which sometimes obviously that can lead to vomiting, but. They gave me this medication for his his thyroid, and it's his. It's getting better. It's getting better, but they're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on as far as his uh, as far as his other stuff because he's got a lot of white blood cells. So um, right now, I just took him in again on Monday, and I got to follow up with them uh, at the beginning of July. So um, keep your fingers crossed for Chucklebutt. If you believe in uh, God or a higher power, I would gladly welcome any prayers and uh or just send up some good vibes if you if you're not a believer in the almighty powerful god or whatever you want to call it so but that that's been kind of messed up um it's been tough you know because that that you start to go okay is he is he he's getting older like is he dying or is he just really sick does he have a bad infection you know and it sucks with animals because you you, you, they, they can't talk so you don't really know what's going on so that's that's been kind of kind of rough but uh the last couple of days since i took him to the vet he's been he's been doing a little bit better the uh the little sob is really really smart though he is not a pill taker and he actually they make these little treats called pill pockets where you can hide like a pill in there and so hopefully you can get a get it down him. but cats are smart and he's he's smart and the other day i did that he literally ate around he ate the pill pocket i'm not making this up off the pill and left the pill on the floor that's that's what this dude does. <laughs> so thankfully, the, the medication for his thyroid, I have to rub in his ear because otherwise it would be damn near impossible to get pills down. But anyway, so that's been kind of crazy. Like I said, I had Ryan and Mandy's wedding, which was an awesome time. It was beautiful. They got married on a mountain overlooking Lake Michigan. It was absolutely gorgeous. Wonderful time with wonderful people. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I've been working a little bit more. And on top of that, as, as I mentioned, um, you know, it's been... A little bit of a weird stretch here because the paper that I worked for for a really long time, the Toledo Free Press, who has given me so much, uh, given so much to, to my career, you know, they closed and, and it made it a little bit easier to do the podcast when I was doing stories for the Free Press because I usually always had one in the bag that I could pull out later, you know, meaning like if I'm doing a story in Toledo Free Press every single week, if I had a story or a couple of stories a month. Most of the time, the, the media reps and the PR people representing these bands were cool with using those conversations for the podcast. So it, it made it a little bit easier when I was writing every week because I knew I would have stuff in the bag. Well, now that I'm just doing my podcast, sometimes you know it's, it's a little bit harder, especially in this situation. Because if you get an email for a, a print article it, like Toledo Free Press, which has been around for 10 years, it's pretty much a no-brainer. For these bands and getting press in the local cities, they want that press in the local cities, especially if it's an area they don't come to that much because they want people to come out to the show. It's better for the band. It's better for the audience. It's better for everybody involved. So when you get an, an email to do a print story, they're, they're pretty much on board right away. With the podcast, um, you know, some people still still aren't that aware, you know, um, obviously compared to some of the more popular stuff that's out there you know i'm 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 a bit of an unknown so i've just discovered man i got to i just got to really work a lot harder you know to to get more guests on the show because i do want to try to get a show out every week and just keep the content consistent i do have some things down the pipe right now but but that's something that's kind of been a learning process for me over these last couple of weeks too is you know i can't count on that story every week now so i really got to make sure that I'm sort of almost overreaching to the bands that I reach out to because you almost got to bat for average, you know, and say, well, if I reach out to three or four bands, how many of them are going to get back to me, and how many of them are actually going to be able or willing to do the podcast? You know, I I hope that my reputation as a writer, uh, which which people can go online and see my archive, if you go to ToledoFreePress.com. You know, hopefully that kind of precedes me, and uh, people people will check out those stories and, and understand that I'm, you know, a legit journalist or however you want to call it, and that I really do love this stuff and 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 they'll be willing to do the show. But it is a little bit harder to line up guests now, which just means I gotta work harder, and I'm more than willing to do that because if you guys have learned anything from listening to this show, it's that I really do love music, I love heavy music, and I love bringing these conversations to you guys for my own self and my own selfish love for it and also just because I, I really enjoy trying to give as much press as I can to these these artists and these bands out there. And and really, I think the trajectory of the show at this point, um, you know, I, I think I, I kind of know what direction I'm going to go with it, you know, and, and I there's a lot of really, really good unsigned music out there, a lot of really great underground bands and, and artists, if you will. That I really think can have a home here if if they want one and and i'm certainly more than willing to have them on and i've reached out to a couple of those bands i 'm going to be reaching out to more of those bands as this show goes on because I really think that that can be a niche for what we 're trying to do here and i and i and I would love and, and I'm still going to try to bring national and international bands that you guys are familiar with on here, but I really think that, especially in the situation I'm in now, being a little bit more of an unknown, and just in just my own personal goals of, of loving to share music with people, it, it gives me a great sense of pride to be able to to be somebody that can help not only share these band stories with you, but but also you know bands that are really good that just for whatever reason aren't in. The public eye or the national or international eye the way that some other bands are, you know it makes me feel really good that i'm I'm one of the people out there trying to fight the good fight and spread the word about them you know um, because that 's what it's all about at the end of the day. music connects all of us, it is a universal language, and there's so many great bands out there that nobody has ever heard of just because they don 't get any press or they don't have the time to devote to it because they have families and and kids, and, and jobs, and, and, you know, we all got to eat, so we all got to make money. So um, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at right now, too. You know, I, there, there's just a whole whole other world out there of just unsigned music that doesn't get a whole lot of press. Some of those bands break through. Some of them you've heard on this podcast, like nothing more. You know, um, those guys were unsigned for a really long time, and they, they were able to break through. Thanks in part to 7Dust uh, and Clint Lowry for, for kind of you know checking those guys out and bringing them on tour and giving them exposure. And as you guys know, 7Dust is one of the best live bands on the planet. So so anywho, that's, that's where we stand, you guys, but I'm not going away. If there's anything you take out of that little 10-minute rant is, I am not going away, all right? That being said, I am really, really excited and jazzed to give you guys the episode this week. This is one I probably could have given you a week ago, week or two ago, but with everything going on, it was a little crazy. And also, this particular guest and his band I haven't spoken to in a little bit, and I, long story short, I got a new phone. I had to go back and get his number for my old phone. Thank God it was still in there. I thought I saved it, but for whatever reason, some of my contacts didn't sync up. But the guy in the band that you're going to hear from today and that you're going to learn about today and whose music you're going to check out today is Heath Latour, Guitarist for the band Blind Haven. For all of you doom metal, sludge metal, stoner metal people out there, this dude is awesome. This band is awesome. He's a great guy. He has a pretty incredible story just about how the the weird circumstances circumstances surrounding just how this band came together um, a little over a year ago in April and how things kind of fell into place. And and it's just kind of a good story about life and, and just how sometimes when things seem a little crazy on the onset, they ended up turning into something awesome and beautiful. And that's exactly what happened with Heath's story and with the story of Blind Haven. These guys are from the southeast Michigan area, not too far from where I live right now. And I actually did a story on them for Toledo Free Press back in October when they were playing a local metal showcase And at the time, they were getting their songs together. They now have their debut out right now, which you can check out on Bandcamp, called Obey, Worship, Decay. They recorded it at Lake Bottom Recording House, which is a great local studio with Mr. J.C. Griffin, who's done a lot of local bands in this area and in the southeast Michigan, northwest Ohio area. So you're going to get a song from Obey, Worship, Decay at the end of this puppy But in the time in between, I really want you to check out this conversation that I had with Heath because he's a great guy. He's got a great story. He's a great guitarist, and he's part of an awesome band in Blind Haven. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Heath Latour, guitarist of Blind Haven. Here it is. But yeah, Ethan, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I definitely appreciate the time. I got a chance to, to kind of check out some of your guys' stuff on YouTube. And um, definitely uh, definitely, kind of a, a heavier jam band. Um, how, how long have you guys been playing now, since April?
1: Uh, yeah, like, uh, we formed mid-April. Like, actually, we kind of formed out of a hospital room, as weird as that sounds. Because I was in the hospital at the time. And my buddy, who eventually became our drummer, he got a hold of me, hadn't talked to me in, like, a couple of years. He found out I was ill. He got a hold of me and asked me if I wanted to the jam when I got out of the hospital, and we started a band from, like, that day.
0: So what what was going on, man? What, why were you in the hospital?
1: Um, I was diagnosed with uh, acute myeloid leukemia back in February. And I was going through, like, two... Uh, Chemotherapy
0: sessions. Jeez, is that is everything cool now?
1: I'm done with like the like chemotherapy and stuff like that. I mean, I still got like doctor's appointments, like you know, like once a week or once a month, depending on how my health is like doing. Like I just got back to work like about a month and a half ago, so I guess
0: you could say it's all going good. So how like symptomatic? What was what was going on that you, that you kind of found out? I mean, what was it? what was happening that you that you ended up in a hospital like that
2: um
1: it's actually an odd story cause like you know this past like winter like 40 blowouts so I just thought I was you know shooting a cold and then I passed out at work and they said I couldn't come back until I saw like you know a doctor and they took like you know like blood work and they told me that I needed to like check myself in like immediately and found out that way
0: What's 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 your day job, man?
1: I work at a place called Eucaly's Health and Nutrition. Like
0: we make like horse supplements. Okay. You know,
2: and I was just at work, passed out. You know, I was coming off like
1: a high low, and luckily there's somebody there to like catch me from like hitting the ground, and they took me up front, and I had to leave. Obviously, you know, like you pass out at work, you usually stay there, <laughs> and I went and saw like a doctor and. Uh, I spent the next like a month, a little over a month in the hospital room. and after I got out, I'd go in once a month for a week for like uh, chem- uh, chemotherapy like treatments and did that till about July. And then you know in that time frame, we just practiced. We played like one show in June. And then after that, you know, as soon as I got done, we really started focusing on, like, writing music and playing shows.
0: So which which one of the guys in the band was the one that, um, that initially reached out to you to start jamming?
1: Uh, Andrew Owen. He's our drummer, and then, uh well, initially, me and the bass player, Drew Rogers, had... We're in a previous band that kind of like broke up a little, like prematurely. Our drummer that we had at the time, he moved away, and we're just kind of like, all right, well, what do we do next? So we started like jamming, and we brought in our friend uh, Justin Barnes to sing. And then I got sick, and you know, we just kind of like put it aside, you know, because obviously I'm in a hospital room. Like I didn't touch a guitar for almost two months. And then my buddy Andrew, he got a hold of me, and it was like perfect timing. Like we jammed on a Tuesday. I brought in Drew for bass on Wednesday. Then Borns, that's the like singer. He came in on a Thursday and by Saturday we had a band name. We were like, Let's do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, how did the uh, how did Blind Haven come about? What was the inspiration behind the name?
1: Uh, the name it's kind of off of two two different terms, because our base player Drew always says, faith is for the blind, it's one of those sayings, you know, you just kind of say, and uh so that's where the blind part, like, came from, and then haven, everybody always talks about, you know, how when you pass on to the other side, that, you know, heaven is your sacred haven, and I was like, blind haven, I thought of it while I was sitting there in the doctor's office, like, waiting to get, like, blood work done.
0: That's kind of cool. I mean, I, I was wondering how how you guys came up with that.
1: Yeah, I know. It's that or man, it's Lord, and that was a little silly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and just watching uh, some of you guys, uh, some of the YouTube videos, I think a couple of them were from like your first show that you played together. It's, um... And I and I hate making comparisons but just to 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 try to get an idea of of where your influences came from musically it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the early Isis stuff also a little bit of sort of like the Sword um so as as far as uh, what you guys listen to or are, are are all you guys kind of into into sort of jam bands like that and uh, sort of the slower sludgier, uh doom metal stoner metal type of stuff Yeah we're definitely all heavily influenced by the,
1: like, stoner, sludge, doom genre, you know, Isis, like you, like, mentioned the sword, but, like, mainly, you know, like, Black Sabbath, the, like, the Melvins, like, Neurosis, you know, a lot of the New Orleans scene. you know, like, I Hate God, Crowbar, Down, you know, Acid Bath, and, and whatnot, but definitely the overall influence is based in the slower tempo, which is that emotional feeling of heaviness, you know, like, a lot of us played in prior bands that played super fast stuff, and it was cool, I enjoyed it, I did it for most of my 20s, and just kind of, I had to return home, like, that's what I grew up on, you know, like, Black Sabbath was, like, the band that made me want to play in a, in a band, you know, like, the... Beatles made up you fall in love with music. Black Sabbath made me want to play it pretty much. That's something
0: all up. Yeah, and I and I think it's cool too because they you know, obviously Metalcore has kind of exploded over the last probably you know, ten years since um, you know, bands like Killswitch Switch Engage kind of Kind of brought it to to another level, and, and it's sort of taken on a life of its own. And there's a lot of bands like that now, and and it's cool. I mean, I, I love a lot of metalcore bands, but it's it's cool to see um, bands kind of in in your vein because um, you don't see it as much. And when you see it live, it really is cool. Like I remember um, getting a chance to see Metallica almost six years ago. Now it was like January of t- 2009 on the Death Magnetic tour and the Sword. Was the band that opened for him, and I was like, "Man, who are these guys?" Because it was just cool to see a band just up there jamming and, and having longer songs and stuff. And over the last couple of years, I've gotten more into sort of, sort of some more psychedelic stuff and even like you know early ISIS stuff. And uh, so it's yeah. definitely it's definitely more of a unique route to go.
1: Yeah, it's definitely um, a genre that most people don't realize they like it until they witness it. That's what I've realized. Cause even my band prior to this, that me and our bass player had uh, Cosmic Throne, we were like an instrumental psychedelic, you know, not as doomy band, but we had like a doom element. And a lot of people didn't even realize they like dug that type of stuff until they hear it. It's like, wow, well, it's heavy, but it's not, you know, super fast. You know, you know, beat the crap out of everything. You know, it hit the groove, nail it, and people enjoy it. At least that's what
0: I feel. Yeah, and I think it's cool too because um, a lot of the slower stuff too, you can you can always sort of hear the bluesy influence, and and I think people forget that a lot of like metal scales and playing faster, a lot of that stuff is rooted in uh, in blues scales. And you mentioned a band like Down, you know, uh, I I know definitely down there in New Orleans. Listening to some of their stuff, you can you can hear that, and it's kind of cool to hear hear the blues in, in sort of a heavier form and, and not be, like, super sped up, you know? Well, yeah, you go back and, like, uh, uh, listen to those early,
1: like, Zeppelin albums and early, you know, Black Sabbath's first album, the last track on it, it's a 15-minute blues jam that just blows your mind, you know? You go back and all it is, yeah, it's just the blues cranked up. That's essentially where heavy music comes from, in my opinion, is, like, the... Delta
0: Blues, yeah all right there, yeah, and I thought what was cool about um about you guys too is um you guys were pretty pretty tight from the from the songs that i that I watch you play, i mean and, and there's not really any showing off going on, everybody just kind of plays their part, but for having only been a band since April, it seems like you guys have been playing together a lot longer than that
1: well, um, all of us have known each other for. You know, me, Dustin, and Drew all grew up in the same town. And Owen, oh, and that's what I call our drummer. He goes by that. Like, I've known him since we were 13 years old. And I've known the other two guys pretty much. You know, I've known Drew since he was, like, in first grade. You know, we all grew up together. You know, Drew, you know we've all jammed out throughout the years. Like, we know what each other is capable of bringing to the like, table. And we try to... Bring out the best out of us all, you know, while pushing it forward, you know, by still challenging what we're capable of doing. You know, it's not about, you know, how fast of a solo I can play or what, you know, trying to, like, impress everybody. It's like, no, we play music for ourselves. You know, if people will dig it, cool. If not, if you don't like it, tell somebody who uh, might enjoy it, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you guys are out of, is it Blissfield? You're out of Lunaway County?
1: Uh, three of us are from the Blissfield area, and the other dude's in Adrian.
0: Okay. Yeah, we it, just chose, like, one of the county, because we, you know,
1: we didn't want to have two uh, towns down, and it's just easier to explain one of the county.
2: Yeah, When you yeah. say Blitzfield, people are like, where's Blitzfield? Like, eh, it's in the middle of a cornfield.
1: <laughs> it's at five, drive about 20 minutes, and you're in the middle of nowhere. That's Blitzfield. <laughs> like, you know, that's how it goes
0: yeah i'm in I'm in ottawa lake but i'm I'm in the part of Ottawa lake that's like right next to Bedford so you know it's oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same thing ottawa lake kind of goes goes up there for a little while until you you know and then you get to blissfield yeah yeah, and I I I really like the the groove in the in the music too. I mean, it's I think that's what's really cool about it is it's stuff that um, it kind of takes you somewhere. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of cool about longer songs and, and you know psychedelic stuff or jam band type stuff is it really kind of takes you somewhere because the song has a chance to really play through and build up and have slower and faster parts. But um, I saw on the Facebook page that it seemed like that was kind of like your guys's motto was obey the riff. Is that? sort of been uh, what you guys have been about as far as the groove uh, from day one?
1: Yeah, it's all, you know, it's all about creating one big riff, like, all of us together, you know, we don't intend to write longer songs, it just happens. You know, you get this living being of a song, it's like, you keep putting life into it, and, like, how do you bring it back to Earth? You just... Don't you let it bring itself down, and sometimes you end up with a ten-minute song. You know, like we don't intentionally try to be like, all right, we're gonna write a long song. No, it just happens. Like sometimes the riff is so good, you want to hear it for fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: Now, how how many shows have you guys played together so far, Heath? Oh, um,
1: it's exactly. We played a show in June, which was actually a benefit show for me, which was kind of really rough, because the only reason why we played it was because a band dropped off at the last second, and it was like, everybody was like, well, we want to hear the band, so I was like, all right, like, we played it, uh, we played that one, we played four shows, I think, four or five, like, not a lot, like I said, like we kind of took it easy during the summertime you know obviously it was hard to book shows if i didn't know if i was going to be in the hospital or not so we kind of took it easy but now that everything's clear like next year we're really going to hit everything hard like we're recording our first album in december and after that it's no holds barred
0: yeah where where are you guys going to be recording that man
1: Griffin at uh, Lake Bottom House Recording.
2: Okay. You know, he's like recorded some solid stuff. Like, we're all fans of the stuff he's
1: like put out so far. And he was honestly the first, like, studio that we found that was willing to get dirty with this album like cause like we look at a handful of studios and like oh yeah we produced this Grammy album we worked with this band like well are you guys familiar with you know like name a couple bands and they would just look at us weird (laughs) like alright so we're like alright that's not the studio we're gonna go with and uh, it just happened I was on Facebook and a buddy of mine posted something about you know like like this studio you know, like, looking at, like, record with like, some bands. And I went, checked them out, and I checked out his playlist that he had on uh, Bandcamp. And I realized that. 90% of my favorite local albums that have come out in the past two uh, years have, has been recorded with this guy. So I was like, alright, I think we should go with this dude.
0: Yeah, and it's always good to find somebody that can, can really bring out what's best about what you do as opposed to shooting for, for this or that, and especially if they're familiar with sort of the, the vein of music that you play in. Oh, definitely. Like, that was like the biggest thing that was
1: like the seller. Like, like, I called the guy and started like we sure she talked for about an hour on the phone just about bands and shows we've been to, and I was like, "All right, you know, this
0: sounds too, you know pretty legit to me." And how and I it explained it to the guys and showed them samples, and like, "Yeah, this is the guy
1: we should like go with."
0: How pumped are you guys for this uh, this local metal showcase? Are you guys headlining that?
1: Um, we are not quite headlining. We're playing at eleven and then Eyes of Legion is playing after us.
0: Okay. Cause, like, I put the show to, like, other, and
1: they needed more, like, tickets and such and I couldn't get a hold of them. So I was like, I'll give you guys the, like, best spot to, like, make up for it. Which I know they're going to pack the house because I know those dudes, like, it's technically their first show out, but everybody in that band were in prior bands, so I know they're just going to rip the place down.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's got, I think that's cool that there's, um, what Innovation is doing, there's there's kind of a, no matter what your musical palette is, there's there's sort of something for everybody. So I think it's cool that like this weekend you've got stuff like Halloween Havoc and the local metal showcase, but you've also got um, a lot of indie and singer-songwriter and, and even rap type of stuff going on. It's cool that uh, that shows like this are out there.
1: Yeah, the innovation guys are really bringing their A-game as far as setting shows up and also
2: allowing local, like, artists to, like, book their own shows and kind of,
1: like, take you know, like, the bull by the horns and run with it. I mean, there's a lot of clubs don't allow that. And a lot of, like, booking agencies, like, they want it their way or no way. And with those guys, you know, you pretty much clear out a date with them and, they let you kind of do whatever you want to a certain extent, obviously, but
0: you know. So, are a lot of the bands on this bill like buddies or your guys's?
1: Um, yeah, I'd say so. Like, uh, like the first band, uh, Thou Shall Not Be Forgotten, uh, there's some local cats from Adrian. It's actually their very first show. Like, we used to, like, their singer used to be in a, another band back in the day, and, like, I knew them through there. And then, like, living like a robot, I've known the bass player from that band for, like, seven years now. Solid dude. And I, of Legion, their singer and me used to be in a band together, like, back in the day. So it was fun. Like, that was kind of a no-brainer. Like, the moment he said his band was, like, up and going and looking for shows, I was like, boom, I got you.
0: So were you guys the ones that were kind of spearheading this show as far as um, putting it together?
1: Yeah, like I booked it all myself, like got a hold of bands, like had the flyer made, passed out the like tickets to all the bands
2: and, and whatnot.
0: So you're in pretty good health now? Is there any is there anything that you gotta do um, while you're going through this to kinda to kinda keep keep everything good for yourself? I mean what, what kind of stuff do you gotta do on a daily basis just to to kinda stay on the up and up?
1: pretty much just got to like make sure I'm not over exhilarating myself I mean like I go in like once a month now I get blood work done talk to the doctor for a then you know make sure everything's all up and up and and if it's all good I carry on my day and if it's not you know like I might be like a unit of blood and I just get a quick little packet of blood you know shot through me or or whatever else is needed Plus, for, parts, for the most part, for sense, like, mid-July, I haven't had uh, any issues, so I just face each day,
0: like, there's no tomorrow, and <laughs> just, you know, just go with it. And the plans for the new year, you said, are to, to get this album done and then uh, do some more shows? Yeah,
1: um, the plan is, after it's recorded, you know, and we get it all pressed by springtime, spring... Time, spring early summer do like a not a big little tour it's kind of like you know a week maybe a week and a half you know like allowing that our jobs you know cause we have like day jobs yeah. and you know like just allowing that you know like give or take with the vacation time that we uh, can get from work you know just to get out there and play you know like an eight day tour or something of that nature
0: and you're hoping to get the, the album out by that time too around the spring maybe?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we will definitely have it, like, recorded, like, all the way done by the second week of December. But as far as, like, mastering and getting it, you know, pressed and all all that, you know, not quite sure how long that's going
2: to, like, take us.
0: Well Heath, I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking some time on your lunch, man. I know it was kinda kinda last second with everything, but uh I really appreciate the time and I, I hope the show on November first goes well and good to hear you're in uh in better health now, man. Oh,
1: thanks man. Um I hope you can like make it out in the first and like check out the bands, killer bands like playing and, you know. We all always be like to actually support, always.
0: Sounds good, man. I, I like I said, I really appreciate it. I think I think what you guys are doing is cool, and um, I think it's cool that there's there's like a local metal bill going on. So that's going to be awesome.
1: All right. Well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Like, thank
1: you for asking me to, you know, giving me the
2: great opportunity to
0: talk to you about this. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime. I love music, and it's it's kind of cool as, as a journalist to be the middleman between a band and and sort of getting their story out to people. So it's. It's fun to fun to be in that uh, in that space with, with uh, whether it's local bands or, or you know touring bands, national bands. It's kind of cool to be able to do that. So I really appreciate it, man. All right, man. All right, Heath. You have a good day, man. I'll actually I'll actually let you go get some get some food on your lunch instead of instead of me yapping at you. <laughs> yeah, I
1: uh, think my hot pot gets cold now, but it's <laughs> not too much
0: hot. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Take care. All right, dude righty Dighty, there you have it. That was Heath Latour, guitarist for Blind Haven, all around good dude for all of you. Like I said, stoner metal, doom metal, sludge metal. If you're into bands like like I you know, Black Sabbath from back in the day, um, a great record apocryphon from a really good band that i like called the sword who i saw open for metallica about geez six years ago now i'm getting old you guys like those long songs you like sort of that new orleans scene you know crowbar and you know down i hate god acid bath you know bands like even from back going back into the 80s you know that the heavyweights that the guys who have been around a long time, like the Melvins, Neurosis, you need to check out Blind Haven because these guys love those dudes. Black Sabbath is like the pinnacle for Mr. Heath Latour. He loves Black Sabbath. You can certainly hear some of that influence in Obey, Worship, Decay. But this is this is for all you guys out there who really just like to sit back and listen to a good eight-minute metal song and just really feel it. And that's what I really love about these guys is they go for it. Their motto is obey the riff. If you didn't catch that from the conversation, obey the riff. You got to love that. So check these guys out online. Go to facebook.com forward slash blindhaven. I will also put up the link to the Toledo Free Press story for those of you who want to read the written version of that. And I will also... Give you guys the link to their Bandcamp, which is just blindhaven.bandcamp.com to check out. Obey, Worship, Decay. Once again, recorded with J.C. Griffin at Lake Bottom Recording House here in Toledo, Ohio, my hometown. These guys are a really good band. Really enjoy their stuff, and I'm really happy that uh, I got back in touch with Heath. And it was funny because when I reached out to him, when I reached out to him, he was like. Oh yeah, man. He's like, go ahead. You can use it, you know. But but I like to try to do things by the book because I've had I, I've had a, a couple of people over the years that I've done stories for who who didn't want their voice, you know, on on like a podcast or like a a future recording, you know. So some people are particular about that. So you know, and like I said, with everything else going on with my cat and you know going to the wedding and, and being away for a weekend and, and working more hours and everything, it just kind of was crazy and the paper shutting down, and yada, yada, yada. So I'm kind of trying to get into a new vibration here and get back on track. But uh, like I said, I want you guys to know I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going away. My goal is still to try to give you guys an episode every single week. And like I said, I'm just working a little harder right now to get more bands on this thing, and especially more underground bands because there's so much good music out there. There's so much good music out there. And, And if I can be... One of those guys trying to fight the good fight and bring it to you, that's just a really good position to be in. And once again, if you want to be on the show, if you're an artist, a singer, a songwriter, I don't care if you're metal, country, rap, uh, trip-hop, hip-hop, it doesn't matter to me, reggae, rock, whatever, whatever the case may be, Okay, whatever genre sub-genre you are, I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to share your story. I'd love to share your music and spread the word so that we can bring more ears, more more listeners to your material because I know how hard all these people work on this stuff. You know, uh I, I know how much goes into the production and how much goes into the songs and you know, just because you're not signed to a major label doesn't mean you're not a good band at all. The music landscape is changing. The independent market is huge. There are so many bands even within the last you know f- three four years who were who were previous unknowns who are now some of the biggest bands in the world you know one of those bands being the black keys who used to be like a house band at mickey finn's in toledo and would play once a month like 10 years ago nobody knew who they were and there was hardly anybody there there's not going to be a show that the black keys plays from here on out where people don't know who they are and nobody's going to be there. Pretty much everywhere they play now it's either going to be an arena or a festival or a combination of something in between because they're going to sell out wherever they play. Ten years ago, they used to be playing in my hometown of Toledo to nobody because nobody knew who they were. But they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They believed in what they were doing. And now they're one of the biggest rock bands on the planet. Another one, Jack White. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Jack White. He used to play at Frankie's to like three people. Frankie's, a classic venue in Toledo, Ohio, on the east side, on Main Street. That's where Tropic Bombs has played a a bunch of awesome shows, which the Midsummer Meltdown, the fifth edition of that, I can't believe it's number five if you're in this area and you listen to this podcast. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks, two weeks from this Friday. Uh, Actually, two weeks probably from when I'll get this up because it's probably going to go up tomorrow. So if you're in the area, make sure you check that out. Go to innovationconcerts.com and get all the deets. But they used to play, Jack White, the White Stripes, they used to play there to like three people. I remember talking to a great local artist, Dooley Wilson, uh, who the White Stripes ended up covering a song that he was part of back in the day with the band in Toledo. I think it's going down to Memphis. They played on Conan O'Brien, and uh, Dooley Wilson was was part of that, and, and he was like, I, I, I didn't know whether to crap or go blind when I saw Jack White play that on Conan O'Brien, so... You know, music is just it is, man. It's 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 all around us all the time and that's why it's so fun and so awesome to be able to give these episodes to you guys and share share great music with you and especially the bands that are more underground, whether it's Tropic Bombs, whether it's Blind Haven or whoever else ends up coming on this show, you know, it does give me a sense of pride, uh, to be able to be part of that because I, I love the music of the people that I have on the show and, and so many of them have so many awesome stories that I feel like many of you could use in your own lives, we all need inspiration from time to time. We all feel like we get stuck in ruts from time to time, even if you're a positive person. And sometimes it it takes a little something to break through that mold. And if this show can be part of that for you, that's awesome. And if if it's just a way for you to check out new music, that's awesome too. So like I said, if you take anything away from the day, one, Blind Haven is awesome. Thank you, Heath Latour, for doing this show and allowing me to use the podcast for this show. I really appreciate it, too. This Balma's Breakdown is not going anywhere. Just had a crazy couple of weeks, but we're back on track, and we're going to give you guys new shows. So once again, make sure you go check out Blind Haven online at Facebook.com, Blind Haven, and go check out their debut Record On Bandcamp At blindhaven.bandcamp.com It's called Obey Worship Decay And it is five songs Of pure awesomeness Thanks to Mr. J.C. Griffin At Lake Bottom Recording House It was released back in January Friggin awesome stuff The song that you guys are going to hear As soon as I shut my big yapper Is Corruption by Consumption A nine minute epic piece Of stoner-esque sludgy doom metal obey the riff my friends follow me on twitter at Mike V Bauman I'd love to have you on the show get in touch with me and you know send me a direct message and I will get back to you as soon as I can and for all of you once again thanks for being part of the show man I love you guys thank you so much for checking out the show checking out the music supporting the podcast it means a lot to me it's fun to be able to share music with you guys, especially in, in this situation where this is something I would love to do for a living one day in some capacity just to be around music. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much. Now, without further ado, I'm going to give you, I've said that like three times during the show. Usually it's only going into the interview and I just noticed, I, I just, I've just i said it, maybe it's like 18 times. Maybe you could make that a fun you know, game to play when you, you know. If you're under 18, you know, take a sip of a Capri Sun every time you hear me say without further ado. And if you're over 18, you know, take a shot of Jameson or something. Just don't drive after you do it because that wouldn't be cool, okay? I don't support drinking and driving. For the love of God, don't do that. (laughs) In all seriousness, I really appreciate you guys. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Here is Corruption by Consumption from Blind Hate. Peace.